You're listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the More and Better Disciples podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, lead pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. How's it going, Phil? Keith, we're having another great week, brother. Yes, it's great. And uh, man, so excited to be back here on the podcast um, where we are talking about evangelism 101, what it means to share our faith, why it's important, and how to do that as uh, better disciples who are focused on making more disciples for Jesus Christ. So let's go ahead and jump right in. That sound good? Absolutely. All right. So last week we talked about evangelism in general and what it is and why it's important and Jesus's command for us to go and make disciples and the role of the Holy Spirit. And so today we're going to talk about some some kind of nuts and bolts and what it looks like to actually do that. Now, um, a while ago, we did a series and, and some training here at Crossgate um, and even a challenge about gospel conversations for our people. And um, you introduced different levels of gospel conversations, right? So you mind going over that? Just a quick reminder. Yeah, so gospel conversation is where we are engaging people uh, and, and prayerfully, uh, hopefully bringing them to Jesus. So the first level of a gospel conversation is something super simple. You're either simply inviting someone to come to church or asking them how you can pray for them. Uh, but at the same time, not only is that serving a purpose, but it's also a great transition. You know, asking someone if, if they'd like to come to church with you or even just how you can pray for them, that's a great transition point from talking about football or bass fishing or shopping or Instagram and now you've shifted the, the playing field to the spiritual realm. The second part of a gospel conversation would be sharing your own personal testimony, which of course we're going to talk about today, uh, where you're simply sharing uh, what, what's happened in your life, what you've seen and what you've heard in terms of your experience with Jesus. And then, of course, the third part of the gospel conversation, and really the meat and potatoes, is where you are actually beginning to explain what the gospel is from the scripture and then ultimately inviting that person to trust Christ. Awesome. And uh, we're going to get into uh, sharing the gospel, inviting people to trust Christ. But like you said, today we're jumping into sharing our testimony, our personal testimony. So uh, let's start with uh, maybe explaining what we mean by that, because someone who maybe is new to the faith or new to the church, that may be a little different terminology. What do we mean by sharing our testimony? Yeah, so first of all, if we go back to the verse we shared last week, uh, Acts 1, verse 8, where Jesus said, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. So the word testimony really just comes out of the word witness. You know, in a sense, that they're, they're both legal terms, kind of. I mean, you know, you think about the court of law, you think about, uh, you know, lawyers and judges and so forth and, and juries. Well, first of all, you, you call witnesses to the stand. And when a lawyer calls a witness to the stand, what is the witness expected to say or to share? Only what they've seen and what they've heard. They're not expected to speak on the you know, expert quality of the, of, of the lawyers or the lawyer's education or who the judge is or whatever. All they're, all they're meant to do is just simply tell the court what they've seen and what they've heard. Uh, and so to, to have a testimony, that's basically the verbal portion of what a witness produces, right? This is my eyewitness testimony. This is what I have seen and I've heard in this case uh, in terms of Jesus. And by the way, I think that's one of the reasons why we, we talked last week about some of the, 
some of the hangups that Christians have in terms of why they don't share the gospel more often and they don't have gospel conversations. And honestly, there's a lot of people who assume that Jesus expects us to be his lawyers, not his witnesses. You know, we're there to argue with people. We're there to convince, if not even coerce people to our point of view and to get them to buy into what we, what we think about things. But the truth is, Jesus called us to be his witnesses, not his lawyer. And if we're simply sharing our own story of what Jesus has done for us, we have been a witness. That's so good, and and thank you for making that uh, clarification, because I think that is a lot of people, and I know I've been there, is you start to think about, well, you know, can I answer every question, and can I, you know, really explain, or, or I'm not, um, you know, schooled enough or knowledgeable enough, but really it is just sharing the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as far as what we have seen and heard. So, That's right. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but... You know, some people might be thinking about that and thinking about the prospect of sharing their testimony with somebody else, being a witness, and they might think, you know, I'm I'm really not confident in in that, or I'm not comfortable talking to other people, or man, that's just not my personality. How can how can we start to overcome some of those fears or hesitations when it comes to sharing? Well, first of all, I mean, everyone likes to talk about something right? It just kind of depends on what the topic is. Uh, you know, you, you find the most introverted person in the world who has no social skills whatsoever, but if they enjoy bass fishing, guess what? You get them on the topic of bass fishing, they'll sing like a canary or going to Disney. You know, you, you, you meet someone who's a true Disney devotee and they will talk your ear off in terms of, you know, genie plus, no fast passes, you know, these rides beat the lines, all this. I mean, they will go on and on about, about their trips to Disney or, uh, you know, any number of things, football, you know, I mean, if, if you know, let's not even start talking about if you talk to a Cowboys fan, right? I mean, the <laughs> Cowboys fans will talk your ear off about how this is the year, right? And, and we know that living in Arkansas. So all that to say, everybody has a topic that they enjoy talking about. The reason why they enjoy talking about it is because it's basically an overflow of what, what they find joy in, in their heart, right? So I, I certainly don't want to try to coerce anybody into talking about Jesus. But I will tell you this, if, if you've seen or heard something when it comes to Jesus, there's going to be some kind of overflow. Because if there's not, I mean, if a person has no inclination whatsoever to talk about Jesus Christ, I'm wondering if they truly know the Jesus that I know, right? Because there's just an overflow. And that's not me trying to put anybody on a guilt trip, okay? But I will tell you, you know, people who have truly experienced Jesus Christ will have something to talk about, and they'll they'll find a joy in that. They're, and listen, I'm not the kind of person who just wants to talk people's ear off about everything. I mean, I'm probably the guy that wants to just go to a restaurant or go to some public place, get my food, and just go sit in the corner and enjoy my little deal by myself. All right, so I, my, my inclination and my default is not just to work the room and chat it up with everybody, but, but at the same time, there is a joy. I enjoy telling people about what Jesus has done in my life and sharing the basic testimony about how in April of 1990, I got saved. And, uh, and I, I enjoy talking about that. So, you know, even if, even if you never get to the point where you're, where you're specifically inviting someone to come and trust Jesus, there should be this joy in just simply telling others of what Jesus has done for you personally. Yeah, uh, that's a great point, um, definitely. And you mentioned, you know, in the last episode that the filling of the Holy Spirit is important, that, um, you know, a lot of times, even if we do have those fears, 
the Holy Spirit will help us overcome that, right? Uh, we have power when we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, so those are some great points. But are, are there some practical things that we can do uh, as far as um, preparing to share our testimony or uh, just being ready if that opportunity arises? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, as we oftentimes say around here, we're, we're generally not as intentional as we think we are. And I would guess most Christian people have never taken the time to write out their testimony. Now, one of the things we shared when we did that training a few years ago was there's different types of testimonies, or should I say uh, different levels of crispiness in a sense. You know, and we said there's the oatmeal testimony, then there's the original recipe testimony, then there's the extra crispy testimony. And so when we talk about writing down our testimony, I think it's important for people to understand that they probably at least need to have an original recipe fried chicken testimony because an oatmeal testimony is not gonna is is just not gonna be one that you you feel inclined to share. So for example, you know, our listeners may say, what in the world is an oatmeal testimony? Well I consider that to be a fairly mushy testimony. That's where someone says, Well, I've I've been a Christian all my life. Or I can't remember a time when I wasn't a Christian or I grew up in a Christian home and I've just I've been going to church forever and I've been a Christian since I was a baby or whatever. Well, first of all, I would say at the very least, uh, that person is probably not going to be sharing their testimony effectively because they have this mushy oatmeal testimony. But I would also say if if someone tells me, oh, I've just been a Christian all my life, right? That gives me reason to probe a little more to see if that person has truly gotten their salvation settled. Uh, So an oatmeal testimony generally is not going to get shared very often and probably won't get shared very well. An original recipe testimony, that's when it starts to get kind of crispy. That's when you can at least remember when it happened, right? That's not to say that you remember the specific date or maybe even the specific place, but you specifically remember a time when you when you specifically prayed and received Jesus Christ, whether it was with your parents or at a summer camp or with a pastor or whomever, you at least you remember that it happened, right? That's I think that's critical because unless you can remember when it happened, I'm not sure that you really even have a testimony, right? Now, an extra crispy testimony is where someone says, man, I'll tell you what, I remember, in fact, uh, one of the guys at Elevate shared his his extra crispy testimony at Elevate this weekend. He was a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, he specifically said February 23rd of 2020, Pastor Phil said something at the end of the message about, do you know for certain if you will, if, if you died today that you'd go to heaven? And he said, I I didn't have that assurance, and that was the day I prayed to receive Jesus Christ. I went home, I talked to my wife about it. She, uh, you know, she she and I prayed together, and I and I prayed to receive Jesus Christ. That is an extra crispy testimony, and I guarantee you that's a testimony that will get shared. Now, again, I don't want to I don't want to you know shame anybody who who can't remember the specific time and place because that's not the most critical thing. But the fact is, we all need to remember when it actually happened. And let's say I was talking to someone with an oatmeal testimony. And they said, you know what, maybe I'm not 100% certain that, I was, that, that, I, that I'm saved or whatever. I said, well, let's just nail it down right now. Let's just pray. Today is, you know, whatever day it is, March 10th of, of 2023 or whatever. Let's just pray right now and just get it settled. And then you'll have that line in the sand for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's great. Um, so definitely, um, you know, getting that settled and knowing for sure uh, that we know Jesus Christ. Um, and you mentioned, you know, writing that down um, and and why that is important. You know, I've, I've heard people mention before, um, you know, maybe even practicing, um, you know, saying that to someone. 
Um, I, I've heard people refer to uh, an elevator testimony, mm-hmm. something that you know you could share in in you know thirty seconds or less, or, or maybe you know a version that is a, a couple minutes, maybe three minutes long. Is that something that you would recommend? Absolutely. Write out your testimony, get it to around two to three minutes, and then just share it with your family members. Share it with other Christians. I mean, it's not like the only people you can share your testimony with is someone who doesn't know Jesus. Get some reps in. You know that. Muscle memory, verbal muscle memory, is is so powerful, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so easy for me to, sh- to share for me to share my testimony now is because I've shared it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. As a chaplain in the military, I I shared it sitting with a parachute on my back with another paratrooper sitting right next to me. I remember being in Iraq on these uh, outposts with these soldiers sitting in an armored truck for 24 hours. I had three soldiers, three paratroopers in that truck with me, and you better believe it, I shared my testimony at some point in time, you know, and not in a weird or awkward way, but but just I, I took advantage of the fact that I had opportunities to share my testimony, and I, I love telling the story. That's great. Um, and, you know, maybe some of our listeners will consider taking up skydiving, um, you know, and that would be a, well, you'll a definitely, great setting. Yeah, a lot of people get religious with a parachute on their backs at, you know, thousands of feet up in the air. That's right. That's right. Um, well, that's interesting. You mentioned, um, you know, sharing your testimony, but not in a way that's awkward. So let's talk about that for a minute, um, because I feel like some people might might be thinking, OK, you know, I want to share my testimony. But do I just walk up to somebody random on the street and say, hey, can I share my testimony? How can we get to this place um, without being awkward or confrontational? Well, certainly uh, making that transition, as I think I said, I can't remember if I said it earlier in this broadcast or the one we did last week, but one of the key transition points anytime in evangelism is transitioning from talking about football or fishing or shopping or, or you know Dallas Cowboys or whatever to something spiritual. So there's a, to me, there's a couple different ways to do it. One is as, as people are sharing with, with you about their lives, sooner or later, they're probably going to share something dealing with a struggle that they're having. And you could easily say something like this. Uh, you know, I, I actually experienced something similar to that in my life. Or you could say, you know, man, I, I, I've never personally experienced that in my life. But, but let, me tell you, let me tell you what has helped me over the years. Again, you're not getting into that person's business. You're just simply, again, sharing what you've seen and what you've heard. Uh, so you could simply say, you know, this is, this is how I have, how, how I have kind of made it through difficult situations in life. It's, it's my relationship with the Lord and it all started back in dot, 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 right? I mean, how many of our coworkers or other people we know are struggling with their marriages more than we realize, you know, and as, as, as people open up and start talking about different things going on in their lives, it's so easy to connect the gospel with what's going on in people's lives. So that's one way to do it. Uh, and there's, there's so many other ways as well. So it's, it, but, but being open to it and again, you know, being filled with the Holy Spirit, when you start out your day and praying and saying, God, help me to see, help me to have eyes to see those, those divine appointments that you're going to have for me today. And let's face it, you know what? I mean, we could do a lot worse than just walking up to some random person on the street. Not to say it's going to happen all the time, but God can use that. Yeah, uh, that's great advice. And, you know, I, one of the things that for me is important is to be intentional with 
um, you know, seeing people, like you mentioned, um, actually taking the time to slow down and engage in those conversations, um, you know, that may start out with football or mm. the weather or something that's not spiritual and then intentionally trying to turn the corner and, uh, and trying to make that opportunity. And we'll talk about that on a later podcast, uh, making every, every opportunity and taking every opportunity. Yeah, well, you know, I, we, we could definitely do an entire podcast on just those transition points. I mean, I could say, hey, man, here's, here's 10 transition points that are very effective and super easy to take advantage of if, if, we, if we're willing to be intentional. Absolutely. Um, okay, Phil, so, so that begs the question. Let's say I have, um, you know, I've kind of written out my testimony. I've practiced it. I'm ready to go. I'm in a conversation uh, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and how this is not the year for them. Um, and then I turn the corner to share my testimony, and the person cuts me off or says, you know, I don't, I don't want anything to do with Jesus or the church, or they don't respond favorably. How do we deal with that? Well, it's going to happen. I mean, it, it will happen because not everybody's hearts are open uh, to things of the Lord. Not everyone... Not everybody wants to be bothered with uh, with spiritual things. That's fine. I don't take offense at it. You know, uh, I, I believe, and again, I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, but I think it's in Ezekiel chapter 2 and Ezekiel chapter 3, and God basically tells Ezekiel, look, I mean, there's going to be people that don't want to listen to you. They're going to they're gonna hate you. They're going to they're gonna tell you to shut up. They're going to tell you to just climb back under your rock or whatever. Don't take that personal because if they're not willing to listen to you, it's because they're not willing, willing to listen to me, right? So, I mean, it... Just take it back to the Lord and just say, Lord, clearly they were not interested at this time. Now, I, what I would love to do is always end on a high note, uh, you know, and and I would always love to ask them, well, well, at least how can I pray for you or something along those lines? You know, just you always want to end on a high note. You don't want to you don't want to end on a, on a low note. I remember uh, when we did the one day ministry event out here, as we were uh, sharing with different people, we actually carried some, uh, you know, some Sonic gift cards for like five dollars or something in our pockets. And if we had a conversation, especially one that did not end on a high note, we handed them a Sonic gift card and said, hey, I just, can I just tell you thank you for your time today? You know, something simple like that. Now, I'm not saying we got to carry Sonic gift cards all around, but, uh, but you know, there, there, there are ways that you can end a conversation that might not have, have gone as well as you'd like. You can still end it on a high note. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And, you know, at the end of the day, like we said, sharing our testimony is, is obedience to Jesus' command. Ultimately, um, it's a way that we can worship Him, um, and we just have to leave the results up to Him, trusting the Holy Spirit and to do what he, only He can do, and that is to work on the hearts of those who hear the truth. So, that's right. Um, that's great. Thank you so much for your time today, and um, excited about this series, uh, as next week we'll jump into sharing the gospel, um, and, and that may even, may even take a few episodes. We'll see, um, but excited to tackle that uh, subject. So uh, thanks again, Phil. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, Keith. God bless, brother. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.